Hello, and welcome to Handled-ish, Productivity for the Imperfect, a weekly podcast for those who want to elevate their productivity but are not looking for perfection. I'm your host, Betsy Hayes, and I am so glad you're joining me from podcast land or from YouTube. So today we're going to talk about something that I love to talk about, and this is a problem that a lot of us have. And this is the idea of conquering your inbox. So are you ready? So the plan today is, first of all, we're going to talk about some mental shifts that I'm encouraging you to take. And then we're going to talk about creating a system. And then we're also going to be talking about the idea of preparing, or excuse me, of being flexible and compassionate. So mental shifts, a plan, and then the idea of being flexible and compassionate with our systems. So mental shift number one, control. You are in charge of your inbox. I'm going to say that again. You are in charge of your inbox. And the reason that's a mental shift, of course, is because sometimes we feel that our inbox owns us (laughs) and is in charge of us, but it doesn't if we do not allow it to. You should be the one to manage your day, not your inbox. Mental shift number two, attitude. Email is awesome. All right. Maybe you're not going to get that far, but I think having a little bit of a mental shift with attitude to appreciate how really truly amazing and spectacular and magical email is. Um, Some of you were around in the days before email, and some of you weren't. Um, But we didn't always have this magical tool where we could communicate instantly with anyone everywhere and have the ability to share documents and do all of these wonderful things electronically and also to be able to access all of it on our mobile advice. Excuse me, not our mobile advice, our mobile device. And so maybe a little bit of appreciation for our sweet little email um, might be helpful as well. All right, so email is awesome, but only if properly managed. The third mental shift, and I know this might be hard, because for a lot of us, constantly checking email is a habit, right? Um, it's kind of like, you know, Pavlov's dogs. <laughs> and, you know, we see an email, we feel like we have to look at it. Um, but we can fix this habit. Just like many of our bad habits, they do not have to stay bad habits forever. We do have control over them. Um, so in addition to constantly checking email being a habit, for a lot of us, it's also an addiction, right? You know, we sort of, you know, feel like we, we have to. We have to have that, um, that ability to, to check email all the time. Um, I kind of like to use the idea of, of a magnet, right? Sometimes we feel that it just pulls, it to, pulls ourselves to it. Um, and the other idea is it's kind of like a lottery ticket, right? Like, more than likely, we're not going to win the lottery. Sorry. <laughs> but... Some people do win the lottery, right? And we are aware of that. And more than likely, the emails in our inbox are, you know, fine, interesting, helpful, but they're not the thing that's going to change our life. However, there are some emails that are life-changing. So it's very similar to the lottery ticket, right? We know it's probably not going to be life-changing, but on the off chance, right? That's why we have that little bit of addiction and habit. The other thing is that being constantly in touch 
is kind of cool, right? We like to feel connected. We like to feel important. We like to feel needed. We like to feel in the know. All of that is totally normal and absolutely stuff that I have experienced. Um, But if you're listening to this episode, my thought is that you would rather conquer your inbox than keep your bad habit and your addiction and your cool feelings about being in touch. So that's mental shift number three. So now we're going to talk about creating a system. So the first part of our system is to consider treating all your electronic messages the same, right? Because we're talking specifically about email inboxes, but you know you have a lot of inboxes, right? You have social media, you have text messages, you have voicemails, right? There's a lot of inputs coming in for you. And with the exception of text messages and phone, I think those are definitely treated separately. All of your inboxes, um, perhaps consider treating them the same. Also, consider not using your email as your to-do list. Um, I know that's a habit a lot of people get into. And um, if you think about it that way, um, and I know a lot of folks have have shared this idea, it's kind of like everyone else is managing your day and you are not managing your day. So using your email as your to-do list is not a good idea. You want to get your emails where they need to go. We'll talk about that in a minute. And your to-do list needs to be your to-do list. And your to-do list is a separate animal. It is not your inbox. Those two things should not be congruent. Um, I promise you, things will be a lot better if you do that. And you're also going to be a lot more strategic with your time. So step number one, turn off all of your notifications. So um, turn off your notifications for email, turn off your notifications for all social, um, turn off your notifications for every single app, um, every single everything with the exception of phone and text. And if you want to have limits on that, absolutely encourage that too. Um, But to stop this addiction habit magnet situation, um, most of us need to not have those little badge icons, those little numbers, those little noises when we get um, messages in our inboxes. It becomes really difficult to ignore. And so we're going to set ourselves up for success and turn off all of our notifications. There are some folks, I've shared this advice for, good Lord, almost a decade now, ever since social kind of became super a thing, and um, and, e- and checking email on your phone. And some people will go, oh yeah. So there's some of you going, yeah, I totally need to do that. And there are some of you listening and watching that will say, oh yeah, I did that and it changed my life. And I want to hear from y'all. And then there's some of you who are thinking, oh my gosh, I don't want to do that. What if I miss something? right? That's the concern I get. And I promise you, you're not going to forget to check your email and you're not going to forget to check your social. You will do it. Um, you don't need to be pulled to it every time there is, um, a particular message. So turn off all your notifications, treat your inbox like your regular mailbox. Your regular mailbox, um, does not yell at you when there's mail in it. It doesn't go, I have new mail. I have new mail. Come get me right? The mail is there. And when you choose to get it, it is there. And if you choose to wait two hours, two days, if you have a locking mailbox, hopefully, um, cause we don't want your mail getting stolen. And, um, it is there for you when you want to get it. We should really think about our email 
inboxes, just like our regular mailbox. It is there when we choose to get it and when we choose to deal with it. So step number one, turn off all your notifications. Treat your inbox like your actual mailbox. Step number two, select a few times a day to process your messages. And that number of times per day is going to vary depending on your life and your um, ability to stay away from your email. Um, most people can get away with three times a day. Some people can get away with two. Some people are like, yeah, once a day is fine. But have a real serious conversation with yourself about how many times you really need to process email. And then ignore your email the rest of the day. You can train people to call you or text you if it's urgent. I promise you, if there is an email in your inbox and someone is freaking out because you haven't responded to it, they're going to find a different way to get a hold of you. Um, I have I've never missed an opportunity by having this particular email system implemented. Oh, so this is the part where I have to confess that I love this system. I do not always implement it perfectly because I am a human. <laughs> but when I do implement it, mm, life is so much better. So this doesn't have to be every day for the rest of your life. But a lot of days, I think it's going to have some huge value. So a few rules to consider when you're thinking about when to check your email inbox every day. <sighs> I don't encourage you to check your email when you're getting ready in the morning. I really want you to use that time for you, for your family, for anything else <laughs> other than email. Um, it's just typically not the best way to start your day. And then it also um, refocuses you on other people's priorities and not your own for what you're going to do on a regular basis. So not when you get ready in the morning. I also think that never first thing when you sit down to start your work day, if possible, if you can spend 30 to 60 minutes knocking out some really important, you know, um, urgent tasks, important or urgent tasks before you check your email, you're just going to feel a lot better about your day. Um, this is probably my hardest one to stick with. I'm really good about not checking it when I'm getting ready, but when I first sit down to start working, this is a really a difficult one for me, but when I'm able to do it, I'm always happier with how the whole day goes, and I also have a lot more peace. I think a lot of us, when we sit down, um, we check our email because it's just a little bit easier than perhaps getting started on some of the projects that we have, but try it. See what happens, or do it three days a week doesn't have to be all five. Um, perhaps never check your email on Friday nights. Maybe have that be something that you don't ever do. Maybe it's Friday night and all day Saturday, right? Have sort of an email sabbatical. Um, so you have some time where you are not checking it. Um, heck, if you can go all weekend, more power to you. Awesomeness. Um, or maybe if you can, you know, stay away from it every evening. Again, awesomeness. Um, it tends to be a lot more fun when you have an email sabbatical, an email break. Um, weirdly, there's a little more joy attached to it. Um, so something to consider too. All right. Step number three, consider an auto reply. 
if you get emails that um, ask the same thing regularly, you could certainly have an auto reply. And it could be something like, thank you for your email. <laughs> if you are emailing about X, here's the person that you need to talk to. If you are emailing about this, here's a link to information about our program. If you are emailing to schedule an appointment, please email me back with this particular piece of information. Um, I really like that one because often people will say something like, I totally want to get together. When's good for you? <laughs> and that starts an email chain that isn't super fun usually. And so what I try to do and what I love when other people do for me is if they want to schedule an appointment, they'll give me some chunks right? I'd love to talk to you next week. I have Tuesday morning between 10 and 12. I have Wednesday afternoon between three and five. And I have all day, uh, or excuse me, I have all morning on Friday. That gives me an opportunity to look at my schedule and more than likely in the time period um, between when they email me and when I email them back, um, those blocks are still available and we can schedule something more quickly. Um, so think about the things that you would love to tell people, um, regularly when they email you and consider an auto reply. That gets a lot of things handled um, right away. It's a little bit more expeditious for the folks who are emailing you. And it also um, provides a lot more, um, a lot more productivity for you when you're dealing with your email. So auto replies can be amazing. So I highly encourage you to think about that. Um, another example of an auto reply, which is a little less um, prescriptive than the one we just discussed, is the idea of saying something like, thank you for your email. I typically respond to email at X, X, and X, and we'll get back to you then, right? So you can slot in the times that you regularly process email. Um, if this needs to be handled before these times, please, and then you can provide them with instructions. So if you are only checking email a couple of times a day, if you have this auto reply, you're literally training people on when you're gonna respond. And so this can provide you with peace. You've absolutely been transparent about when you're gonna to respond and so people will know to expect that. So that's another way that you can use auto reply to make your life happier. All right, so now I want to talk about step number four and this is to set up an email processing protocol. So you want to set up a here's what I do when I sit down to process email strategy and Again, if we use it every time or almost every time, it's going to be awesome. And I encourage you to set a timer if you are one that appreciates timers um, to give yourself a little bit more urgency and efficiency and you're not just using processing email um, as a way to fill time or as a way to procrastinate, right? You have a job to do. You're going to process your inbox. And so um, giving yourself a designated period of time to do so can often help you out. So a thought about helping you with your email process is to set up some folders. Um, I know people have different feelings about folders, but I love email folders. Um, I am one that typically only has less than 10 emails in my inbox at all times because most of my email I either deal with during my processing time or it goes into a folder. So depending on you and your world, um, you can have folders by project 
right? So if you have, or, or by client, so if you have multiple projects, multiple clients, you can put emails that are still active, right? Meaning need to be dealt with in a particular folder. That means also that you need to have time in your calendar to go into those folders and deal with said emails. So make sure you have that step too. Otherwise, um, those emails will be forgotten and that will probably end badly for you. But having um, projects and clients and information um, that you know you're going to need for that particular thing in one email folder is going to be fabulous when it's time to work on said project or work on said client. Obviously, whatever you can process in your inbox during your designated time, great. Doesn't have to go in an active folder, but the things that you can't, um, this is a really good way to do it. And you can also um, organize your folders by deadline, right? Um, action that has to be dealt with today, um, tomorrow, this week, next week, right? And so if you do this, when you sit down to process email, the first thing you can do is you can file everything in those folders and then you can work immediately with the um, action today email folder. So this is a thought that a lot of people like and I have used this before depending on what's going on in my work life and, and been really happy with this. Um, by type of action, Right, So you could have a folder that says to approve. You could have a folder that says to print. Sometimes um, if you are not near a printer, um, you might want to print something but don't want to forget to do it, yet you don't want to keep reading that email in your inbox. You can just throw all those in your to print, and when you're near a printer, you can print them. Um, the idea is whatever makes sense to you. And I really encourage you to have what I call a pending folder. Um, you could also call this an open loop folder. And so for everything that is an active conversation, meaning I have shared information and said, I need a response from you, or um, I need um, you to approve this, or I need you to review this, right? So the other person has to respond to the email before the loop is closed. I have a pending folder and everything that is an open open loop goes in that pending folder. And then once or twice a week, I have time in my plan to go through that pending folder. And if it's dealt with, cool, doesn't need to be in the pending folder anymore. But if it's still an open loop, and it's appropriate for me to nudge politely, that person, I have an opportunity to do so. I Ever since I implemented a pending folder, nothing has fallen through the cracks because the open loops are always incredibly visible for me. And so uh, you don't have to remember, oh yeah, did Marvin get back to me or did so-and-so approve this, right? You know that it's an open loop because it is in that pending folder. If you just make one folder <laughs> for your email, I highly encourage that one because it's going to be awesome. It's going to get stuff out of your inbox that you don't have to deal with. It's somebody else's issue. It's the ball is in their court and um, you will also have an opportunity to nudge later if necessary. All right. Um, additional helpful tips. Oh, excuse me. So let's go back to, to your email processing protocol. So you've got your folders, right? Which you have to set up first. And um, you can start your protocol by sorting your email into those folders. And you want to work on the most urgent and important items in your inbox first. So by having some sort of a, a filing system, it allows you to reduce the number of emails and really focus you on what you need to deal with. 
And then if you've dealt with all of the important and urgent emails in your inbox and you still have time in your allotted time, you can keep going. You can deal with some other stuff. Maybe get ahead on on one of your projects or client folders that you have time scheduled tomorrow, but why not deal with it today if you can? And then at the last session of your email for the day, kind of organize for tomorrow, right? That's when you can file stuff in additional folders. Um, I'm also a big fan of using, you know, the color coding. I have a Gmail system and you can have different color stars and exclamation points and those kind of things. Um, at the end of the day, I will use those markings. So when I get to my email the next time, I will automatically visually go to um, the things that are most important. There's times when you have emails that are um, required for an activity. So like here's the Zoom link for the webinar you're going to tomorrow or here's you know information that you're going to need for something that you're working on for tomorrow that's not really folder specific, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can color code that with these little icons and then you visually know, oh, I don't have to worry about that because that's for something else. So for example, all of those Zoom links or things I need for events, they get a little, I think it's a blue eye. Um, icon. And so I know I'm not having to worry about those in my email processing time because that's for something else. So again, what system you use does not matter. What's important is you have one that works for you. And if you can enjoy it, serious bonus. Few helpful tips. Don't save information in email unless it's temporary, like I was just talking about with the Zoom link for the webinar. Um, take it out of the email and put it somewhere else, right? Um, if it is just something that you need and it's not needing for a finite period of time, you know, download it, put it into a Google folder, um, put it somewhere else. Email is not your filing cabinet. It can be your archive, right? Everything, I never throw away anything. When it, that email is done, I put it in an archive folder but it should not be your file cabinet. Those two things are really different. Um, we talked about Evernote um, on a previous podcast, and that's a really good place to save information or whatever your capture system is that we talked about in an in earlier episode. And then weekly, go through all of your email folders and make sure nothing's followed through the cracks archive stuff that now can be archived, check your pending folders, all of that. And I think you're going to be a lot happier with your email. Now, I told you that our third step was going to encourage flexibility and compassion. And I'm incredibly serious about this. And I know this sounds a little crazy. Well, maybe not crazy, a little dramatic, <laughs> but um, be kind to yourself right? If your email gets out of control and you have a ton of emails in your inbox and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I haven't done my system in weeks and blah, 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 you know, not good or whatever. No, you will just get started and get it cleaned up and start from there. It's totally fine. No one is a perfect email manager. I promise you there is not one human on this planet that is a perfect email manager. We can all be better and hopefully these tips can help you be better. But perfection, huh, so not a thing, particularly in this area. So be flexible. Be compassionate. Some days are not going to go as planned. And you normally have three times to process email. On that particular day, you will only have one or zero. And then you're going to have to figure out what to do. 
I uh, love the idea of using a four quarters framework for your day. And it's a football analogy and I love football. And so this whole thing makes me really happy. And I think this four quarters idea can be attributed to Gretchen Rubin. I hope I'm remembering that correctly. Shout out to Gretchen anyway. She's also fabulous. She has the Happier podcast, Happier books, all that good stuff. Love her too. But the idea with the four quarters framework is to think about a football game, right? And a football game has four quarters. And if things are not going well in quarter one, the team just doesn't quit and say, oh yeah, first quarter didn't go good. We're just going to pack it up and, you know, go home. That doesn't happen. If the second quarter also doesn't go well, they also don't pack it in and give up. Same thing with the third quarter. Same thing until the very end of the fourth quarter. And we can think about our days like that, right? Let's just say you divide your day into four quarters, the morning, lunchtime, afternoon, and evening. And the morning was a disaster, did not go the way you want it to. No problem. It's quarter two. You can regroup, right? Huddle up like they do with football, right? Talk to your coach, if you have one, to use the metaphor even more. And um, start over, right? When the quarter's over, we start from scratch. And same thing with halftime. Oh my gosh, halftime is a fabulous time to be like, you know what? First half, mm, don't want to do that again. But we have a whole second half to go, a whole second half of our day. So um, instead of just tossing the whole day away, if your plan doesn't work, um, start over when the next quarter gets going. All right. So that is what I have today. As far as conquering your inbox, I would love to know what you do to conquer your inbox. This is an ongoing conversation. I know with my system, I'm constantly trying to make it better. Um, email's not going away. So we 100% need to make it our friend. Thank you for joining me today. I'd love to hear what you think. Please let me know at my website, BetsyAHays.com. That's Betsy, don't forget the A, H-A-Y-S.com. And to help keep this podcast going, please consider subscribing, sharing with a friend, and maybe even rating and reviewing. I very much appreciate and value your support. And thanks as always to my amazing producer, Gianna, with RPM Public Relations. Tune in next week for the next episode of Handled-ish Productivity for the Imperfect. Until then, take care and be kind to yourself. You are doing way better than you think you are. Trust me.